The Coffs Coast 186.3, Triple M, it's Moffy in the morning. We spoke to Gurmish Singh, the state member, earlier. Um, I want to have a chat to the Deputy Mayor from the City of Coffs Harbour. Sally Townley joins us. Sally, good morning. Morning, Moffy. How do you feel after yesterday's uh, announcement? Oh, look, I think it was a bit uh, disappointing. It's, um, you know, the resolved position of council has been that uh, the best and highest use of the jetty foreshores is that it all remains in public land for the purpose of open space. We were hoping that the state government would see our offer as a good deal, which would have enabled them some uh, very sensible places to build affordable housing and also to be able to um, you know, purchase the jetty foreshores back from them at market value. But, yeah, unfortunately, they've decided not to accept our offer um, yeah, so the, I expect that the council will now just progress to the next stage. So explain the next stage to us. Well, the, the council has the resolved position to explore compulsory acquisition and as Gurmesh um, described, that's where governments can compulsorily acquire land for identified purposes. And so part of the land at the Jetty Foreshore is zoned for public recreation. So I would argue that that's a very sort of clear and defined purpose that that land has been used for for many, many, many years and is used every day of the week for that purpose. Um, so I think that that's a very clear link. Uh, the other surplus railway land, which is behind the fence, has been identified for a long time in the current Jetty Foreshore's plan of management as um, an objective that's stated in that plan is to negotiate with the government for the acquisition of that land into the wider surrounding council-managed public parkland. So I would imagine that that is the case that council will put to the state government, saying that those are the identified purposes. But, um, yeah, look, we'll just have to take that, that as it comes, we're getting the council is getting legal advice, and I expect that uh, the council will be receiving a report um, about next steps in the coming days. Sally, one of the contentious topics has always been about residential down there, and I know that when I've spoken before to the mayor and asked him whether you know he would accept it more if it was short term accommodation rather than res- residential, and he said, yeah, he would. Um, is everyone aligned in the council, as far as councillors go, with what they do actually want down there of those that support council having that land? Well, Moffy, I guess I can only speak for myself. I would say that one of the overwhelming things that came from the survey was what I believe is the community desire for more community activities and, you know, eating, dining opportunities. I think that it is a wide-held view in the community that, you know, more restaurants, more bars, that kind of thing. Um, And, yeah, look, I mean, whether it's residential or whether it's tourism, uh, when you have a think about that land, you've got a long, skinny strip of land with a road on one side, a railway on the other. You've got probably 12 rail movements a day. So to build a block of apartments, whether they're permanent residents or short-term, um, sandwiched between a row and a railway, the fact that the master plan didn't even countenance moving the road into the rail corridor or 
you know, redesigning, reformatting the area. I personally think a long, skinny strip of privately owned land surrounded by public parkland, a stone throw from the open ocean, from, from the rapidly changing shoreline, is a very, very poor urban design outcome. And there are plenty of places in Coffs Harbour where intensive um, residential development can occur, high-value residential development and or social and affordable housing, and building things by the open ocean, as most councils have found out to their cost, is going to be a problem down the track. And the, normally what happens is the one who wears the bill is the council. Councillor, one of the uh, comments that the department said to us of the reason is the lack of detail in the council's proposal in respect to the future use and timing of the improvements of the Jetty Foreshore land. Do you think enough time was put into it by the council? I mean, there was a mayoral minute on what was it the the uh, so the the council meeting on the Thursday. It was about a week or so later, if that, that um, they met with the minister. Well, I don't know that the reason for rejection was lack of detail. And, you know, the, the, I don't believe the premise is that, you know, we've got an alternative thing that's better. I believe that the objective is retention of the land for the people of the area, for the people of New South Wales, the same as all of the surrounding land. Part of the stated reason for rejection was more around that it's sort of not aligning with some of the state government's goals around, um, yeah, basically development and um, economic development um, and that kind of thing. But I think if you look through the North Coast Regional Plan, you find plenty of government objectives about protecting the coastline and creating open space and nice spaces for people to live. So uh, my personal view is that I probably cherry-picked some of those objectives. But, I mean, in the end, it doesn't matter. The answer is no. And so now it's up to the council to decide what the next steps are. Yeah. We've got to get to the news soon, but just a couple of things before we go I want to ask you about. Obviously, uh, in that original offer, there were the two blocks of land um, to be used for for social house or affordable housing, uh, I know that the city of Coffs Harbour were partnering with the state government when it came to that Argyle estate. Is that something that they would still look at, uh, possibly? And I know it's something that they've already said to us that councillors need to obviously decide. But would that be something that you would take into consideration as well to go? Hey, let's still use those two blocks of land, partner with them for social housing or affordable housing. Oh, look, Moffy, if um, you and your listeners might like to take a look at Council's uh, affordable housing strategies, and there's quite a detailed section in there about the use of Council land for the purpose of social and affordable housing, and there's been an inventory done already on blocks of land that might be suitable. So, um, look, I personally think that is, you know, definitely something on the cards for Council um, to pursue it as part of our strategy. And Moppy, if I could just touch on something that Gurmesh said was about how council would intend to pay down the jetty foreshores for any alternative um, option, I'd just point out that you know there's thousands of people down there every weekend, hundreds of people down there every day enjoying the barbecues, the footpaths, the playgrounds, the swimming area, and the redeveloped area in uh, where the markets are, which was funded by a federal government grant, 
has been enormously successful and Council has managed that area and all the surrounding areas in what I think is very good condition for years. And because that land is part of the state park, it automatically comes with a funding stream in terms of the other commercial entities in the state park, such as the caravan park. So in a way, we've got this kind of, you know, almost guaranteed um, funding stream, money that comes from within the state park that can only be spent in the state park. So I think council's records so far and the fact that that funding stream exists shows that council would be well able to manage recreation and fund recreational open space, community-driven um, opportunities down there in the future. Just quickly, one last thing. Um, a lot of people quite often keep bringing up about the you know, upgrade of the pools and things like that uh, being cut by the capital expenses uh, program. Um, what's your response to that? Well, Mossy, since um, we have had... Uh, since the organisation's been um, led by our still fairly new general manager, she has brought about a much more discipline in our budgeting. Not saying that the old um, <laughs> managers weren't good, but it, it's been the traditional practice of council for many years to have a large list of annual expenditure work, not complete them, and then roll that money over at the end. And it was commonplace for council to roll over $30, $40, 50000000 million at the end of the year saying, oh, well, we didn't get to this, let's push it on to next year. So what um, the new general manager, the new executive team is doing is saying, no, let's be more upfront with the community, let's be realistic about our planning, let's only put on the list for this year what we know we can do, and then the rest will have to follow next year. It's a much more transparent way of budgeting, and in a lot of cases, it's not the council lacks the money, it might be you know, that we just don't have the other resources to do it. Um, look, with the pools, that was really a sad story because the original amount that council had budgeted, once we got um, requests for tenders for quotes, it was the cost of rising building materials was almost double what we thought. So that just had to go back to the drawing board. But it's still, you know, definitely a priority for the council. But... Um, yeah, it would have been probably not prudent to pay, you know, this giant inflated amount of money. And, yeah, look, it's just something that we have to continue to work with. Pools are a priority for every Australian community, I think, and Coffs Harbour's no different. We'll get there. Yeah, exactly. Sally, always good to chat. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Thanks for asking me on, Moffy. Sally Tanley, the Deputy Mayor of the City of Coffs Harbour, with us this morning, the Coffs Coast 106.3 Triple M. We've got news up next.